Hello and welcome to episode three of the Choosing Happy podcast. I'm Heather Masters, your host, and today we're going to explore money and our relationship with money and why some of us have a lot of it and some of us don't have so much. That's all to come in this episode of the Choosing Happy podcast. Information shared in this episode should not be taken as financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. This is just my observations and my experience. Feel free to do with it what you will. Welcome to episode three, all about choosing money. Today, I'm going to look at three main areas around money. I'm going to begin with a quick update on the financial situation around the world and why you should be taking notice. And secondly, I'll be looking at what stops us from attracting the amount of wealth that we want. And it's not always what you think. And thirdly, I'll be exploring what wealthy people do to encourage more financial abundance into their lives. And one of the key things that you can begin to do today that can change your attitude and your perception of your wealth. Let's start with a quick look at the global situation regarding the financial systems around the world. We all know that over the last 18 months, governments have been forced to print money at a record rate. We know that debt in each country has risen beyond any previous record. We also know from past history that crashes have occurred when such a financial bubble exists in economies. In 2008, there was the massive housing crash where lots of banks and financial institutions were on the brink of bankruptcy if they hadn't been bailed out by governments. Unfortunately, the debt this time is so great that it's unlikely that that can happen, that the banks can be bailed out. So why aren't you hearing about this? And the mainstream media. The banks are printing money, are hedging shares, are working with fiat and paper currencies to prevent you seeing what's actually happening. The stock markets have been booming and we often get a boom before the bust. What's starting to happen What's becoming evident is hyperinflation. And why is this important to you? This is important to you because everything is going to become more expensive. Core resources are likely to become difficult to get hold of. So things like petrol, timber, particular items of food are likely to become more difficult to get hold of and much more expensive. So what could you do about it? Be vigilant, learn about what's happening, notice what's happening, notice that fuel prices are increasing, notice that house prices are shooting through the roof. 
notice that shares are going up in value and the market appears to be buoyant. Notice that items that you could normally get very easily are becoming a little bit more scarce and begin to prepare. Begin to buy things that you know that you will need longer term. So for instance, if you need heating oil, buy it now before it comes to winter when it's likely to be exorbitant. If you need wood, buy it now. Really have a think about things that are likely to be important to you that you need for your survival over the next six months and begin to prepare. I'm not talking about panicking. It's not a panic situation. It's just become aware that over the next few months, some things may be more difficult to get hold of. Even begin to plant your own fruit and veg if you're the gardening type or even if you're not. Maybe it's something you should try for the first time. So just become aware of what's happening in the economy. It's something that's not really being discussed. Um, some of the things you can do as well is to think about investing in things like silver, if you have the opportunity, or gold, if you have um, some funds spare, and to think about what you're doing with your cash in the bank. How much cash have you got there? And have you got enough savings to last you a few months if things do go a little bit pear-shaped later on? So have a think about those things. It's not about panicking. It's about being prepared. Let's take a different look at money now. And let's look at a relationship with money. Often those with a scarcity mindset have been trained either by their parents or in some way from the past. They've acquired beliefs about money being scarce or money being evil or money is hard to get or you have to work hard for money or they're not worthy. So there's something behind it that keeps them constantly in a scarcity mindset. Now there's also another factor um, that is covered in a book called The Big Leap which is about creating a like a glass ceiling on the level that you allow yourself to earn. So maybe you don't want to earn more than your parents ever earned. So you will self-sabotage if you go above that amount. Say your parents always earned maybe 50,000 a year and you won't allow yourself to go above that because it seems somehow an unconscious level disrespecting your parents to earn more than they did. So there's the beliefs, there's the conditioning. And I don't want to, to go too much into that today because I think there's, there's a lot of reading out there. There's a lot of books that cover this. There's a lot of different ways that you can tackle it. Um, some of the ways you can work with that is to look at something like EFT, um, look at how just noticing your beliefs and choosing something different, becoming aware of what beliefs are stopping you and maybe using hypnosis or meditation 
to begin to change those thoughts and to be replace them with more empowering and wealth-focused thoughts. There's one other conditioning that I think is more important around money than we think, and that is your ability to manage money. We were never really taught in school how to manage money, how to deal with money, how to have money. We're always taught to work hard and to be an employee. We were really taught how to work for money rather than being taught how to have money work for us. And that's something I want to delve a little bit deeper into. Information shared in this episode should not be taken as financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. This is just my observations and my experience. Feel free to do with it what you will. Take a moment to have a think about your relationship with money. How do you respond when the bills come through the door? How do you respond when you're checking your bank accounts? And how do you manage your money on a day-to-day basis? If you can't handle the money you have now and the finances you have now, how are you going to handle more money than you have now? It's kind of one of those universal principles. I kind of believe that the universe doesn't give us something we can't handle. So if you're sitting in a situation where you aren't handling the money you have, the universe is unlikely to give you more money. Now, that's just one perspective. Sometimes people receive more money and they can't handle it. So an example is someone winning the lottery and losing all their money within two to three years, you know, either giving it away or losing it for one reason or another because they couldn't manage the money. So money comes with great responsibility. Huge amounts of money comes with huge amounts of responsibility. And so to handle it, to manage money, takes an education, and it's often an education we don't get in school. I remember that in the past, I was fearful of checking my bank accounts. I used to shy away from looking at anything financial. I used to only deal with it when I had to. And I was constantly struggling to get from one day to the next because I wasn't willing to look at the flow of money and to acknowledge that money is a flow. And one day I realized that it didn't matter how much meditation, EFT, NLP I did, you know, even trying to raise my vibration to attract more money, it wasn't going to work if I wasn't willing to take responsibility and to begin to manage my money, the money that I had. It was like by not managing the money, by shying away, by ignoring it, I was resisting anymore coming to me. I was refusing to have a healthy relationship with money. It's like ignoring a good friend and then wondering why they stopped calling. So even though I was visualizing, meditating, and gifting on one hand, I was rejecting money massively on the other because of the way I was dealing with money, refusing to look at the reality of where I was and refusing to work out how to 
attract more, be open to more and know how to make money work for me rather than me purely working for money. So the first step, if any of this resonates with you, is to get real about your current situation and begin to build a healthy relationship with money and how you manage money. So as you look to build a new relationship with money, resistance may pop up. Those limiting beliefs are probably going to rear their ugly heads. And that's good because it means you're pushing up against the things that have been stopping you in the past. You have the opportunity to move past previous negative beliefs and limits. If you take time to learn about managing money, you can take incremental steps that will make a massive difference, not just in the amount that you earn, but in relieving your debts and handling money in a much healthier way. Money is one of the great stresses in our lives. It causes more stress and arguments and suicides than possibly anything else. Lack of money, scarcity can cause depression. So being able to manage your money and see your way out of your current situation is a massive thing to be able to do. Getting real about your money and managing your money doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be penny pinching because that means you're looking at scarcity. If you know the figures and you know how much is coming in and how much is going out and you have the opportunity to look at other ways of attracting money in and you can decide how much you want to attract and you can also decide how much is going to be more than enough for you. Having those figures gives you the power to do something about it gives you the power to look at different ways of creating money. And I don't just mean working for money. I'll get into that a little bit more in a moment. So you've got those figures and you've decided how much that you want to attract and you've made sure it's more than enough. And the reason for that is that enough doesn't cover those unexpected expenses. For instance, when the car breaks down or the washing machine blows up. So always look to set that figure higher than what will just cover the bills. Keep that bit for a rainy day. And as I explain in a moment, keep part of that for investing. Having more than enough gives you the opportunity to invest and to invest for the future and create a cushion should any unexpected events occur or should you want to go on holiday, should you want to pay for a wedding or your child's education. There are lots of things that additional money can be used for. So identify that figure, identify what is more than enough. So it includes all of your daily bills, all of your daily costs. But in addition, it allows you to put some money to one side 
for savings and some money to one side to invest. Now, it's a challenge at first to do that, to put that money to one side when you feel you don't have it. And the mentality you have to take, and you have to be quite tough, is to think that I'm going to put that money aside as soon as I get paid, as if it's already coming out of my bank account, like it's already a tax that I have to pay. And the reason you do that is because if you don't, you're still going to be in the same situation in a year's time, in six months time. Nothing can change if you continue to do the same thing you're doing with your money today. If you're not putting anything in savings and you're not investing in some way, then you're going to get the same result. So there are a couple of ways you're going to increase the amount of money you have in your life. One is to invest. Savings used to be a good thing because you used to get lots of interest, but really, it's it, you know there's no interest paid on savings anymore. So you really got to be looking at investing in some way, and you also can begin to look at other ways of generating income, whether it's making sales on eBay or whatever it is for you. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in a moment. Let's get back to putting that money to one side. You know, just choose a small percentage to begin with, whether it's 1% or 2%, whatever you're comfortable with, and begin to view it as money working for you. It's about being aware of your situation, being aware of what you need to pay to cover your living expenses and being aware of what's coming in, going out. And from there, you can do something about it. We can't change what we don't acknowledge. So once we acknowledge where we are and we have the foundation to make a change, and we're looking at investing a percentage of money coming in, then we have something that we're building wealth with. And we also have that other little savings account, which is the potential for the rainy day. Now, I mentioned earlier that we're in a financial situation where we're probably heading for a big crash. That's, you know, you've got hyperinflation beginning to happen. Um, the banks have printed lots of fiat currency. There's an amazing amount of debt that no one's going to be able to pay off and the bubble will burst at some point. Now, what happens if, in times of a crash is there is also a massive opportunity for wealth. At the moment, we probably have the greatest opportunity to create wealth for those of us who don't have huge amounts of money now than there has ever been. So when I'm talking about investing, really look at buying something like silver or gold. Silver coins are really low at the moment because the financial establishments are holding the price down, which is a great opportunity for you. Because if you buy a couple of coins for maybe 33 pounds, 34 pounds, they could be a couple of hundred pounds very, very quickly and more than likely before the end of the year. So that is a great investment to have. And it's something that you can hold on to. You're always going to get that money back. It is a form of savings and wealth. It's not an investment where you're going to get the cash flow back 
immediately. And that's something that you possibly want to look into. How are you going to increase your cash flow moving forward? One of the other opportunities is if you're willing to learn about cryptos and you're willing to trade in the short term. There are some cryptos that are good investments long term and there are some that you can kind of play the market with and and get some you know pretty immediate returns and talking two, three, four, five months um, of getting some quite high returns if you know which coins to buy and you're willing to to learn how to play the crypto investment game. And what I mean by playing the game is buying cryptos that when they're low, um, understanding that the market is constantly going up and down and being brave enough to sell when they get to a certain level. So maybe if they've doubled in price and you can take some of the money off the top and just sell some of those or put them into a safe coin, a coin that's tied to one of the currencies, and when the market dips again, you reinvest that. So you're constantly building up your stock of coins and your savings. It's also about knowing which cryptos to buy, which ones to trade, when to trade. So it's quite a learning curve to do that. But you know, you can quickly increase your amount. I, I started playing with this at 23 pounds, and I know that within within the week that I start playing with cryptos, um, that £23 was up to £70. Um, right now, it's all crashed. So my cryptos aren't, aren't quite high at the moment. And I know that it will bounce back um, and probably bounce back double this time around because I've shifted some of the cryptos into other coins and I took some out and I reinvested when the, the market bought. So I have more coins than I had before. So learning something like that can give you some cash flow and give you some quick returns on investment. The other way to think about investing is to look at investing in things like art or rare items, even if it's a rare sports card or a child's toy that you know will increase in value in the future. So have a think about what you can invest in right now. And in terms of increasing cash flow, usually that's based in stocks and shares. And although I do have some a background in stocks and shares, I'm not even going to, to go there right now. I, I would like to state at this point that none of this is financial advice. It's just my experience um, that I'm sharing with you. And maybe you want to use it and maybe you don't. It's completely up to you. Now, just to take a little bit of a detour and to think about the law of attraction. How does money relate to being happy? It's a common belief that having money will make us happy. People yearn for money because they believe it's going to make them happier. And I know that I've fallen into making that mistake before, that I believed that money would change everything. I was assuming that money would make me happy, that my life would be better if I had money. 
and that I would be more successful if I had more money. And the truth is, it's actually the other way around. If I choose to be better and I choose to be happier, irrespective of money, then it's much more likely that I'll attract the money that I'm after and that I'll attract the resources that I need to move forward. Because choosing to feel happier and choosing to feel more secure and choosing to be better gives me that confidence in life to do things that I may not have done if I was just waiting for the money to show up. My behaviour is likely to change. I'm more likely to be proactive. Whereas if I believe I can't do anything until I have the money, then I'm unlikely to do anything that moves me towards the wealth that I'm after. And it's unlikely that I begin to believe that money is easier to attract. So if you're open to the feeling and the essence of what you think money will give you now, if you think it will give you security, try and stay in a feeling of security. Believe you are secure and safe because that feeling can actually turn into your reality. You can live with that feeling of being secure and safe. And from there, you're likely to act differently, to engage differently with others and to attract situations which will never have shown up if you were just waiting for money to solve your problems. If money has you fearful and worried, really get in touch with the feeling of security. And I know it's really challenging when you're in a place of, of lack and you've got bills coming in. But if you can get to that place where you feel safe and you feel secure, you're giving yourself the power to be able to choose something different. By letting go of the worry and letting go of the stress, you open up to being able to see opportunities you just couldn't see before. I was listening to Dale Carnegie's audio of how to stop worrying and start living. And he talks about, right at the beginning, he talks about living in day compartments. So if you can get yourself just day by day, moment by moment, in a place where you feel secure and strong and you have a good relationship with money, you're taking responsibility and just for that day, just for today, you know that you have enough, that you have more than enough, that you're going to get through today. And just take it one day at a time, doing what you can to look for other opportunities to either invest or to attract more money and just come at it from that perspective so that you're opening yourself up to possibilities and opportunities that you may not have been able to see before. And because you're changing the way that you are showing up in the world, then you probably get a different response from the world and new opportunities can come in. 
sometimes when you're so emotionally invested when you're worried and fearful and so emotionally invested that you're just wanting money to come in from anywhere it blinkers you to seeing things that are right in front of you so just to recap we've looked at managing your money it really getting good at managing your money and to know what's coming in what's going out and how much you need not just to cover your bills but actually to be able to put some money away for a rainy day and to be able to invest a percentage of it so that you can create wealth for yourself and your family if you can really sit in the essence of what you think money will give you and come from that place then you're more likely to attract the opportunities you'll feel happier you'll choose to be happier and you'll see things that you just didn't see before and if you can let go of neediness around money and the urgency about needing it yesterday and then you'll be opening your mind and energy to other possibilities that you couldn't see because you were so tied in emotionally to that neediness of money so here are my final thoughts rethink your finances take some time out and have some goals for your money whether it's investing for your children creating wealth for the future have a look at how you've managed your finances in the past and when you've really overcome and got through situations where you didn't think you were going to before take the learnings from those and see what you can potentially do going forward to create more money and more of a cushion. If you need to become a little bit more educated, then begin to read books about finances. Become more educated about what's actually happening in the financial market so you're aware of some of the choices that you can make up front rather than it being a big surprise later on. There's a lot of YouTube videos out there explaining what's happening, not just in the banking system or in stocks and shares or cryptos, but what's happening in the economy in general in terms of housing and the inflation that's occurring around the world. I'd like to end by quoting something from John Randolph Price, who talks about money, and he used to believe that not accepting abundance and wealth was actually rejecting God. And here's what he said. Do you have an aversion to wealth? Do you object to being rich? Are you turned off by abundance? If so, you do not believe in God. Because God is omnipresent wealth. The infinite riches of the universe. The lavish abundance of creation. And if you deny unlimited prosperity, then you are denying yourself because you are the image of omnipresent wealth, the expression of the infinite riches of the universe and individualization on lavish abundance. Right now, you are as rich as any individual who ever walked on this planet. Just because you may not be aware of it doesn't change the fact. Again, why are you so rich? Because God is and it is his will for you, his expression to be abundantly supplied with his lavish abundance of all good because you are his will made manifest.
I know money can be a tough subject. I know it's been a very challenging subject for me. And I also realise that there isn't anyone else who can change my money situation but me. How I go about that is up to me. Whether it's investing, whether it's creating wealth, whether it's working five jobs, whether it's starting a business, it's up to me. And I think that's really the, the biggest takeaway I, I would like you to have from, from this session is that once you acknowledge that you're responsible for your money and for your wealth going forwards, and you get real about the situation that you're in, then you can begin to do something about it, even if it's a little bit at a time, even if it's the 1% per day, if it's those daily compartments where each day you just want to move that indicator, just that 1%, even if at the end of the day you've got 1% more than yesterday and you just keep moving that 1% forward. The other thing that wealthy people do, which I haven't really mentioned, is that they give money away. I remember reading Neil Donald Walsh's book, Conversations with God, where he tells his story of being homeless and living on the streets. And his wealth really began when he started giving away that which he didn't have. And I don't know if you've ever noticed that if you give something, you tend to get more of the same back in a different way. So, for instance, I'm a good giver of books. I give a lot of books away and I get given a lot of books. I want to end with a little bit about appreciation and gratitude. It's really getting back to that essence part. It's much easier to be in the essence of what you want if you're appreciating what you already have. So if you are working those one day compartments and you know that you have more than enough for today and you're appreciating that for today, you really are absolutely fine. You're safe secure, you have food on the table, your family are happy for today. And you appreciate that. There's something about being in that space that encourages you to go beyond your comfort zone and do something different. And that high energy that you put out attracts new opportunities and new people. That appreciation goes out into the universe. And because you're focused on all of the good, as I said earlier, we tend to attract what we focus on. So appreciation is massively important. And the reason I don't use the word gratitude, and this is a personal thing, is I can always remember being told to be grateful for what I've got. So for me, gratitude has a limiting factor to it. I'm grateful for what I got and 
there's kind of an implication of not being able to ask for more or be open to more. Whereas appreciation is kind of expansive. I can appreciate what I have now and be really open to having so much more. So that's the, the thought I'd like to end with. If you would like a copy of the spreadsheet, the link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. I hope you've found some valuable points. And if you have, and if you know of someone who may benefit from listening to this episode, then please do share. Please like, subscribe. That would really help me and the podcast going forward. So thank you again for listening. In the next episode, I'm talking about energy how you increase your energy, how you manage your energy, and how you can work with energy and symbols to attract more wealth, more abundance, more health to you. And I look forward to seeing you on episode four. Bye for now. Be well.